G'day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and who is God. I've heard people say to me, I believe in God's existence but I don't need to study the Bible to know him. But belief in his existence is simply not enough. Even Satan and his demons believe in God's existence and they are beyond redemption. It is only through the Bible we can study God and his relationship with the universe. All we can know about God is not contained in the Bible, but the Bible contains all we can know about God during our earthly life. That is because God is infinite and beyond our limitations of space and time. Yet the God we as Christian disciples follow and worship is knowable through the Bible. This means that God is a personal God and not some remote being, and that is a key to studying him. He wants to be known and has given us the Bible in order for us to do so. Who is this God to whom we pray, meditate upon and serve? How can we know about God? In the Bible what we know of God are the fundamental qualities or powers of his being. The Bible elucidates statements about God by God through which we try and understand God using our finite minds. The Bible reveals God to us. God is spirit, yet a personal and infinite being, according to John 4.24. He is one in substance, nature and being, and incapable of division, Deuteronomy 6 verse 4. Yet he is three co-equal people, or the Trinity. It is through the Bible we discover what pleases, angers, offends or gives joy to him. The words revealed in the Bible describe his attributes. The fact we are able to take hold and understand this about an infinite God is evidence that God desires to be known by humans. So what are some of the attributes of God? There are two different kinds of attributes, natural and moral. Firstly the natural attributes. He is transcendent. God's self-existence apart from and independent of creation. This reflects God's majesty and greatness. Romans 11 verse 33 or 1 Chronicles 29 verse 11. Then God is omnipresent or imminent. God is wholly present everywhere. God fills the universe in all its parts without division. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 23 to 24. And then he is omnipotent. God has power to do all things that are the object of power or are consistent with his nature. With God all things are possible. Luke 1 verse 37 He is El Shaddai or God Almighty. Jeremiah 32 17 to 18 Nothing is too difficult for him. And then God is omniscient. God has perfect knowledge of all things. Actual, past, present, future and possible. 1 John 3.20 God knows all things. Psalm 47.5 Infinite understanding belongs to God. And then God is infinite. He has no limits. He has an internal and a qualitative absence of limitation. Boundless activity belongs to God. Romans 11.33 1 Timothy 1 verse 16 And then God is immutable or unchangeable. Malachi 3 verse 6 
I am God and I change not. Or Hebrews 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ, who is God, is the same yesterday, today and forever. And God is eternal. He is without beginning or end. He is the Alpha and Omega. God is outside of time. Time is in God and he is free from the succession of time. God lives in the eternal present, past, present and future, and now for God. He is the I Am, Yahweh, Exodus 3 verse 14. From everlasting to everlasting you are God. 1 Timothy 1.17 or Psalm 102 verse 7. And finally of these natural attributes, God is spirit, a free and personal spirit. He is not material. He is invisible and indestructible. John 4.24 or 1 Timothy 6.15.16 And then God is life. John 14.6 Where he is energy and activity. Then finally God has personality. Despite being spirit. He has self-consciousness. And is communicative. These are his natural attributes. But what of his moral attributes? There's goodness. He is absolute perfection and he seeks his creation's welfare. God is love, 1 John 4. God communicates and gives of himself. God is grace. God gives us what we do not deserve. God's riches at Christ's expense is grace, Ephesians 2:17 or 7. And then it is also the unmerited goodness of God, John 1:16. And God is merciful. God does not give us what we do deserve. The goodness of God to those in distress is tenderness and compassion, according to Paul in Ephesians 2, verses 3 to 5. And then God is long-suffering. He is slow to anger, and he longs to forgive. Exodus 34, verses 6 to 7. And then God is truth. John 14.6 The revelation, source and foundation of all truth is God and Jesus Christ. And then God is holiness. This is pure moral excellence and perfection of God. He is separated from sin. It is what God is. Hebrews 7 verse 26 Be holy, for I am holy. And God is righteousness. And righteousness is holiness in action. And God's actions conform to his holiness. He cannot do anything outside of that holiness. Justice deals with the absence of righteousness. And sin must be dealt with. So why do we study this God? There are at least four reasons. It avoids confusion. As we study God, we come to know truths about him and are able to discern what are true and false facts about him. Truth combats error. Then truth develops character, 2 Peter 1. The strongest Christian disciples are those with a good growing knowledge of biblical truth. And since study increases our knowledge of God, it increases the possibilities of love, growth and service of the Christian disciple. We study it to put it into practice this is holiness in action or righteousness 
what we believe about God affects our behaviour. James 1.22 says, We must be doers of the word, not just hearers of this, in order for it to be effective. Then we are commanded to grow in our knowledge of God, 2 Timothy 4. And then this God is to be worshipped, and part of our service and submission to this God is that worship is given to Him alone, Deuteronomy chapter 5, and the beginning of the Ten Commandments. As humans we are created in His image, and as Christian disciples we were bought at a price when Jesus died on the cross and we accepted Him as our Lord and Saviour. He is due our worship and reverence. It is on worship that I hope to discuss next time. One of the best books regarding getting to know God is the appropriately titled Knowing God by J.I. Packer. It is a thoroughly modern and readable classic. For more to think about, please do read for yourself 2 Peter 1, 3-9. Ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together? Question 1. From my knowledge of God, what do I find comforting? Question 2. From my knowledge of God, what do I find disturbing? And question 3. How has my knowledge of God grown and affected my behaviour since I became a Christian disciple? As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk. I would love to hear from you and if these are making any difference at all to your continual Christian discipleship. Thank you.